Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to... The Sunday, September 17th, live edition of the PFF Forecast, where we will discuss, is Joe Burrow dead? Are the best teams in the NFC? And uh, who's Arjun hiring for the soon-to-be-vacant Los Angeles Superchargers job? Plus, we're going to guess all of the week three lines. Um, It's the only time I can win bets is when I bet on Sunday night. Hopefully, that's the case uh, for many of you. It's going to be a great show. Let's run. everybody uh hopefully you had a slightly more relaxing sunday than i did i told these guys just before we came on that i had uh the new york football giants in survivor in circa that this is what you call getting too cute okay last week made a good decision took baltimore had the had the biggest point spread this week thought we could leave the buffalo bills for later guys i was on the way uh, i was t- starting to take a very long walk towards the coast the pacific coast uh today at about 2 p.m when the new york giants were getting their their butts kicked um and uh and like jesus rose again from the dead so we're back this is the uh this is the live sunday night show if you are new to the show um we do this live every single sunday night right after sunday night football we do a little bit of a recap and then we get on right to the next week we go through all the lines if you would like to participate you can as well by joining the pff forecast discord um, where you can actually guess the lines right along with us and we'll share your results uh, here on the show it's going to be a lot of fun um arjun you had you are noteworthy uh today because of the the los angeles football chargers um so we're going to start off buy or sell with you very interested in what you are buying or selling here uh buy or sell arjun kick us off yeah, I mean, with with the Chargers, uh, I think the offense has been fine. I know they had chances to go get, go down and score a touchdown at the end of the game. weren't able to do that, but you look at what they've done through two weeks. They rank third in offensive EPA per play. That might be higher after the Dolphins game. I'm not sure where they rank after that, but third in offensive EPA, and they rank dead last in defensive EPA. So you know, with with Brandon Staley, I know there's a lot of people. Uh, calling for you know him to be fired. I will point out, I'm pretty sure under the Spanos ownership, they've never fired a coach 
in season. So I know people might be rushing to bet Staley first coach fired. I don't really see that happening. Um, remember Anthony Lynn was like three and nine and got blown out by Bill Belichick, like 49 to zero. And he still didn't get fired until after the season. So I think if anything, they'll ride it out with him and then assess from there. I think, you know, if that does happen and the chargers, you know, don't make the playoffs or whatever, he's probably going to get fired along with, uh, you know, maybe some of the coaches, but it, it really, if the offense is a top five offense, like they've been the past two weeks, I do see Kellen Moore kind of staying on similar to like North Turner staying on after uh, Schottenheimer got fired. Um, there are some intriguing names out there. I know Ben Johnson would be a really fun one, given how efficient the Lions offense has been with Jared Goff and, uh, you know, Josh Reynolds as their wide receiver too. Now you give Ben Johnson just a way better quarterback and Justin Herbert, a pretty good offensive line, some solid weapons. And I think you'd let him cook, but either way, I think if a change is made, they should go with an offensive mind and just keep as much continuity as possible for Herbert. Yeah. So just first real quick on the, on the first coach fired market. Cause I do think people start jumping in on that. Please pay attention to the team, the franchises that don't do it. Cause speaking as a bears fan, let's just be full depressing to start the show here. Uh, the bears have also never fired a, <laughs> never fired a head coach during a season ever. Uh, so yeah. Should they maybe fire their coach? Maybe you could argue that I'm not even going to get yeah, into that. Fired a quarterback um, mid-season if they fired well, a quarterback that's, mid-season. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole separate conversation as well. But uh, but yeah, like I wouldn't bet Matt, Matt Eberflus either because the Bears have never done it. So, um, But anyway, to your point, I, I think the heartbreaker for me was Staley. And, and for when we get these coaches that actually try to do things differently and you know follow the numbers and, and the things that, that he was doing – where, yeah, some of the time he was doing what we said, you know, fourth and two on the opponent's 45, go for it. He then did get kind of crazy and start going for like fourth and eights on his own 20, which I, I don't think we would advocate for. But the moment for me today was it's fourth and one in the Tennessee 44, uh, and they punt. And, and it was just like, look, if the defense is going to be the worst defense in the NFL where you're rotating corners like by quarter, I guess, I, I can't even keep up with the rotation. Um, like, And then you're not a good game manager, like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, what do you really bring to the table? So, yeah, he'll probably last the season, but um, unless there's a massive turnaround, I think it's probably his last. It's tough. There were so many things about Brand Staley that um, we liked when he when he took over, particularly his aggressiveness on fourth down. And I feel like he got so beaten by the media for that, honestly, that I don't want to like attribute all of his shortcomings and all the Chargers shortcomings to that. But I really do feel like that, like, messed with his mind. He and the Chargers, to me, feel like a team. You guys play poker? You guys poker players at all? Of course. Okay. So, um, like, everyone goes on tilt every once in a while. And when you're on tilt, like, you just, like, nothing works, right? You're like, oh, my God. Like, I think I'm going to get myself, you know, back on the the right side of things. I'm going to play smart. I'm going to do this, you know, do that. And you just, like, you're in your head and you can't get out. And I do kind of feel like that's where Brandon Staley is. I think he's kind of on tilt. Um, they have a ton of talent, ton of talent on offense. I mean, this is, I think that you hire a defensive coach and Ryan Tannehill looked like he was on his way out of the league against New Orleans in week one. Probably should have thrown six interceptions. And the yeah. dude looked like he from the fountain of youth against the Chargers. Um, Tua lit you guys up like no one's business. New England Patriots with like, us three playing corner tonight because all their corners were injured, you know, actually managed to hold that team to under 25 points and, and put on, I thought a pretty impressive defensive performance. So 
Um, by all accounts, the, the Chargers defense is historically terrible. And if you're a defensive coach, like that can't be the case. So um, I'm buying it. I am buying Ben Johnson. Um, as, uh, as someone in the, in the comments said, Nick C said, if you want to get paid eight figures to come coach Justin Herbert and live in LA, I think there'll be a lot of people that are up for, for that. And, um, I would guess, uh, Ben Johnson will be one. All right. Um, on to the next one. Let's continue the depressing momentum, Brad, what are you buying or selling? Yeah. So we talked all of last week about how the Bengals were in a great bounce back spot. I think Arjun and I were the only ones that actually bet them minus three on the look ahead. Uh, they are still dead last in success rate in the NFL. They are 31st in explosive pass rate in the NFL uh, against a, a Ravens secondary that didn't have Marlon Humphrey, didn't have Marcus Williams. I mean, they're anemic. Their offense is atrocious. I mean, any numbers you do say were positive were only once the game was well out of hand. I think Burrow had like 80 passing yards in the third quarter again, and then kind of had some garbage time production. But, I mean, they, they just – and then he retweaked his cap today too. So, you know, I don't know if he misses time or what, but, you know, going to Judah's true scrambles and all that, he needs that ability. He's not, not going to run the ball a ton, but him on the move is part of his game. Avoiding some sacks, he obviously takes plenty as well. Are you buying that in a very competitive AFC North? Yes, the, the Steelers maybe aren't that good, but Ravens are clearly good. The Browns are clearly looking pretty good. Can the Bengals in the in the division and in the conference, can they can they make the playoffs with this 0-2 start? I am I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy that. Uh I I think this team has some real challenges ahead of it and, and number one being that that joe burrow i just don't think he looks healthy um and last year it was a really bad oh and two start like i would argue just as bad as this one i mean i think the the first week's performance was on par with the first week's performance this year he threw like four interceptions against the pittsburgh steelers but um you, you know you look at how poorly he started each game and and he has i think two of the 10 lowest grades for the first half uh, of any game which obviously still reviewing and going over the, the the grades from week two but that's not very compelling he made one of the just worst throws that i've seen him make in a very very long time uh in the red zone in today's game and the afc is just too good i think that the ravens are, are better than them i think the browns are better than them in that own in their own division we know the chiefs are going to be there at the end of this um and I think there are, you know, despite the fact that Zach Wilson is now playing quarterback for the Jets, I think you've got a better than uh, previously thought Patriots team. You have the Bills, you have the Dolphins. Um, and so I do think it's going to be very hard for them uh, to make it, especially going down zero uh, and two in the division. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs after starting 0 and 2, as crazy as that sounds. Arjun? Um, I don't know. I, I think I do lean that they don't make it. Mainly because Burrow also re-injured himself in the game, tweaked his calf. His mobility's already been pretty bad or not up to his uh, standard, and now he gets re-injured, and I think that hurts them even more. I think the bigger issue for me also today is just like their defense was atrocious. The Ravens had a 58% success rate, averaged up a 0.22 EPA per play, 0.28 EPA per pass. The Ravens also averaged uh, about 3.3 yards before contact. Now, it's a Lamar offense. It's, it's going to be much easier to run the ball. But, you know, I, I've always been a big Luana Rumo guy, and this was just not a great performance by him or that unit. Um, didn't really seem like there was any resistance to that Ravens offense. And, yeah, like, I mean, 
really like in the past, Burrow's been able to get by with bad games because of his defense. But if the defense isn't playing up to par, then they're in even more trouble. But yeah, it really starts with with Burrow. And I thought, um, you know, he had 35 passing yards at half against a defense down Marlon uh, Humphrey and Marcus Williams. Uh, turned it around a little bit. I thought he was playing better up until that interception, with which kind of just derailed them. So I don't know. They're they're fully healthy on offense except for Burrow. Like I don't I don't really know you know, what the fix is. They, they ran every single play out of shotgun today. So, you know, you talk about, you know, did, not did they really? practice. Yes. Yeah. So you talk about oh, not wow. having practice time in training camp, not being able to install new plays for Burrow, not getting more comfortable under center. And that, that shows up early in the season. And can they figure it out? Yes. But it's also tougher when you re-injure the same calf you hurt. And, you know, I think having to play on playing, Playing injured in season just never good, especially for I think Joe Burrow, who kind of needs that mobility given his pocket presence. So, so does that mean that he his calf must not have been right before the game started? You're saying that they, they didn't want to drop back. I I think it's just the yeah. Bengals. They were eighty. They were over eighty percent last year. I think that's just they don't have any diversity. There was a comment. I agree. Mizzou nineteen like. I know George, you're asking about just the shotgun thing. They also literally just run 11 personnel every snap. Like, they don't have – I think there is – you learn, like, do you need a great tight end or a great fullback or, like, really good players? No, but, like, a guy that is enough of a threat where he's, like, an NFL-caliber player that at least requires defenses to respect him enough that, okay, they're in 12 now. We have to, we have to adjust. Or maybe we're going to move out of nickel into base. Or, like – there's none of that. So the defense just knows exactly what they need to trot out there every single snap because the Bengals are in 11 in shotgun every single time. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't even realize that. Um, but I will say this. this has been a criticism of Zach Taylor. I thought that last year they actually improved in this regard where in prior seasons their their offense had just lacked so much creativity, right? It was like, oh, it's first down. Let's run Joe Mixon straight into the line again. Okay, great, fun. Now we're going to do this like really vanilla thing with Joe Burrow and throw a contested target to Chase or Higgins. Cool. And like that sometimes works and, and often just isn't going to get all the way there. Um, but you also look at this team and they are very top heavy, right? They have three really, 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 really good players. And then a lot, you know, I think as Tyler Boyd is, is good, but there's there's not a lot of depth there. The offensive line is pretty terrible. Um, so far, they're uh, bottom seven, eight in uh, pass blocking, uh, PFF pass blocking grade. Um, so, you know, that's been a consistent issue for them. And obviously, I think Burrow has always been a plus scrambler, and I believe he's shown up well in Judah's metrics there, um, looking at true scam scrambling, especially throwing off of that. Um, and if he doesn't have that with a really poor offensive line, that is just a recipe for disaster, right? Just to summarize, um, to summarize that kind of research, basically what it's saying is play under pressure is super unstable. We know that, but a, a, a passer's ability to scramble is actually much more stable. And this is something that, you know, you see the top guys at Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow really do well when they're scrambling, either throwing or running. And obviously, if you have a hurt calf, you can't do that. Um, okay, I am uh, putting this for uh, for sale. And this is um, something I did not think I would say. The two best teams in, in the NFL right now, I think both reside in the NFC. And um, they're the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, right now, I'm saying this right now. I'm not projecting forward. I'm not saying who they will be at the end 
of the season. But right now, I think those are the two best teams. And, and the way I would put it is I think those two teams would be favored against any other team in the NFL um, on a neutral field. I think the only question there is, is the Chiefs. I think that's more of a legacy thing. I think that's a Mahomes thing. Um, and I think you could, you know, you could make it a pick them there. But I think the two best teams in the NFL are the Niners and the Cowboys. What do you guys think about that? Buy or sell it? Go ahead, Arjun. Um, yeah, I, I would sell it because I think the Chiefs should still be either one or two. But I do think the top three is some, some order of Chiefs, Cowboys, Niners. I mean, it, it's really impressive that Chiefs go into Jacksonville and hold the, the Jags to nine points. Jags basically had like a bottom 10th percentile performance. If you look at EPA per play, um, you know, getting Chris Jones back is huge. And I think, I mean, that was a pretty, you know, defining performance, even against the Lions without Chris Jones, they battled pretty much the entire game until that pick six by uh, Brian Branch, I think kind of turned the game on its heels. I think the chiefs are just are pretty well-rounded and yeah, like they still need to figure out the receiver situation, but Kelsey's back. Um, and, you know, Pat and Andy, they, like, they always figure it out at the end of the day. So I just think because of legacy, because I believe in their defense a lot, and they showed that improvement last year and have continued that this year, in my opinion, I think uh, they should be above either Dallas or 49ers. But it's tough to pick which one. I'm putting you on the spot. Rip. Order those three. Okay. Um, I would go, I'd go 49ers, Chiefs, Cowboys. So I think for me with the Niners and Cowboys, why I like them so much, and I'm sure there are Eagles fans that are sitting here incredulous that we're not including them in this 2-0 conversation, but there's just so much more fragility, in my opinion, with Kansas City and Philadelphia. Like Dallas and San Fran, I mean, first of all, San Fran's pass rush today didn't even do a whole lot, um, so they can play better uh, you know, as well. But like Dallas also, like, I mean, they have eight players that are that are better edge rushers than some teams have one. And like San Francisco is kind of in a similar boat, are going to continue to add players, those teams where it's for me, when I'm thinking over the course of an entire season, the rosters on paper, I like the most because I also think they can overcome the inevitability of an NFL schedule. I would probably would. The only reason why Mahomes again is the problem is because, you know, like him versus Brock Purdy is probably what, five spread points still. Like I know we love our guy Brock, but you know, you're, you're bordering on a touchdown difference between those two players alone as much as I love the Niners roster otherwise. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do think that those three te- – I agree with Arjun, and I'll, I guess I'll rank them as well. Um, you know, I, I would put Chiefs ahead just because the quarterback, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, and then I, for me, it's probably Dallas and the Niners. I'm, I'm so, so high in Dallas. We have not seen them play – we're not going to see them play a real NFL team next week either. They're Arizona. So uh, they're getting a second preseason uh, through their first three games. But um, after that, things will get interesting. That's why I would put the Niners uh, ahead of them. Just like they've played they played a real NFL team today, albeit at home. It was, it was the classic every year. You look forward to this in L.A. The, take, the father take your son to work day. Take your child to work day where Shanahan puts McVeigh in the back seat. They pack a nice little PB and J lunch and they go to they go to the office. Um, and it went as expected. But I will say this: the Rams are a real football team. I'm very interested when we start uh, picking the lines here. I think you could. I, I agree with you guys in, in terms of putting the Chiefs uh, in there. Was it holding Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars down, or was it Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars like hunting for the end line of the end zone every time they needed to score a touchdown? 
like I, I think it was a little bit of both there. Um, and it didn't seem like like Kelsey was all the way back. I think to your what you guys are saying is that by the end of the season, the Chiefs will be there. I think right now they're not there. Um, and uh, and I think both of those teams, Brock Purdy is is not your your average kind of dink and dunk you know guy. He's got a lot more a lot more to him. Um, okay, that was by ourselves. We're gonna start uh, with week three. We're on to week three before we get to week three though. Um, AG one. Uh, we just talked about some shitty teams, and um, people don't like to mention this. Okay, everyone, you hear a lot of reads. If anyone here listens to like the Huberman Lab podcast, you hear like sixty-five uh, AG one reads per episode. And the thing that never gets mentioned there is like this thing keeps you regular. Like everyone wants to make sure you take a good, you know what, in the morning or at night or whenever you do it, and you want to be on a good schedule. And sometimes you need a good supplement that helps you stay on track. Take a good poop. That's what I'm talking about. And AG1 makes sure that you can do that. Um, in addition to giving you the supplementary uh, vitamins and minerals that you need to keep your body and your gut in good shape, uh, especially if you're traveling. I use it, especially when I'm traveling, because it's very hard to get um, you know, good food and, and actually make sure that you are eating healthily when you are traveling. Travel packs with AG1 are super useful. They uh, send them in a little container so you don't have to like go pour it into a bag. Uh, for yourself when you are about to travel and it makes um, makes life on the road a lot, a lot better. So you can try it yourself. Go to AG1, drinkag1.com slash PFF and get yourself a uh, full year's supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs that I just mentioned uh, with your first, first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash PFF. That's drinkag1.com slash PFF. And I'm not the guy that's going to tell you they taste great. Okay. A lot of things in life that are good for you don't taste great. So get over it. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very quality. It's great stuff. If it tasted good, it'd probably be BS. Um, so get your shit together and uh, go drink ag1.com. Okay. We are on to week three, by the way. Uh, I've been trying to work on my AG1 read. Brad, can I get a grade on my Was that my an AG1 intentional read? get your shit together at the end? Because if it was intentional, that was the greatest bow tie I've ever seen. But I don't know if it was. Let's, let's be it honest. It was intentional. It was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that, was, that was a good grade, though. That's a high 80, low 90 grade, though. All right. Uh, we're, on, <laughs> we're on to Thursday Night Football, where my Niners uh, are playing the San Francisco Football Giants. Okay, so let's set this up here um, because we forgot to do this last time. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and share the screen here. But we do this every single week um, and we place bets right after the, the podcast so that we can get the best, um, the best of the, the number here. And uh, let me go ahead and share what we did last week for transparency here. We um, all have a play still left on Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, but here, here was where we were at last week. Um, we all had the Dolphins. That was a, a tenuous one there at the end. Um, Green Bay, man, that was a – I feel like we deserved that one. Um, didn't quite come through. Kansas City um, opened at 2.5 last week. So if you got Kansas City at 2.5, you didn't need the extra point. Um, but you can help feed your family with a little closing line value. Um, and, uh, yeah, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they stunk it up. So that's where we're at uh, on week two. Um, so here's where everyone was week one, week two, um, pretty solid thus far. Hopefully the, uh, the, uh, brownies can uh, take care of business tomorrow. So now we're on to week three, New York 
travels to San Francisco. I assume they will stay on the West Coast. They played in Arizona, barely got through and came back from whatever is 20 down uh, to win that game. We'll start with you, Brad. What did you make this number? Real quick, I don't know if you're sharing the screen, if that was your intention. I have the oh, Niners. Have, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have Thank the Niners minus me. nine and a half here. Um, okay, you, you went nine and a half. I went Niners ten and a half. Okay. I had the Niners. I think I split you guys. I had the Niners uh, by 10. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for letting me know that I wasn't sharing the screen. What I was trying to share with people was this is where last week ended up uh, for us. Um, trying to keep the transparency high here. Um, and so far, decent job uh, on week two. We still have a couple of plays left. Um, but here we are so far this season. So it's just more proof that betting early is, uh, is the right time to bet. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Where is this one? Um, pull this up here. I am seeing 10 and a half. Circa's at 10. FanDuel and DraftKings are at 10. So we'll call it 10. Um, you guys are splitting 10. Um, any desire on either side? Uh, start with you, Arjun. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be betting our Niners. Um, Saquon, I'm assuming he's gonna be out for this game. Sound like he had a pretty nasty ankle sprain. Um, so that really leaves the Giants with one playmaker, which is Darren Waller. And for the past two years, I don't think any defense has been better at stopping tight ends than the San Francisco 49ers. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, best linebacking duo in the NFL. Hufunga, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Um, Tyler Higby, who had 50 yards in his first game, uh, ended up with 12 against his Niners defense. I think the one place you want to attack the Niners is corner. We saw Puka Nakua, just insane 15 catch game for like 150 yards. The Giants number one receivers is what, like Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, like that doesn't scare me at all. I think we could see something very similar to what Dallas did to New York. And this time New York has to fly cross country. So I think this has real blowout potential. Uh, James Conner also, sorry to just keep this going, but James Conner ran for 106 yards. And I was watching that Niners game, and I don't think I've seen McCaffrey look as explosive as like until like going back until his Panther days. So I think Niners run all over them. I think Niners defense shuts them down, especially without Saquon. I think this is just going to be a, a blowout for San Francisco. So I, I wanted to get there. Obviously, I'm on the other side of the number. I wanted to talk myself into it. I, I think in these short weeks, even early in the season, um, it's a super simplified, condensed, you know, approach and playbook. The issue for me is I may have highlighted Spencer Burford last week on first review. Uh, 49ers right guard Spencer Burford has a 0.0, .0 pass block grade. Uh, and I just for me, I struggle with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams uh, on that interior, potentially blowing some stuff up. I, I just think as bad as the Giants look today. Yes, they, they scored on every single second half drive. Uh, credit to them and, and Dable for the halftime adjustments. But um, I just can't lay 10 on a Thursday game. The, the reason I, I stayed at 10, and I, I thought a lot about kind of giving the hook um, to the Niners here. So I actually kind of started at 10 and a half, worked my way back to 10. And the reason for that was that it wasn't really until the end of the game that I felt the Niners defensive line started to win. Um, I think... Andrew Thomas, you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like Andrew Thomas is going to come back uh, and play in this game. Um, and it just, I don't know, it didn't feel like they were as intimidating a, a, of a defensive side. I do think offensively they'll have some success. But 
Daniel Jones, Darren Waller. Um, I think they can be successful. And actually, I think not having Saquon, I know people are going to hate hearing this, but I think it kind of helps. I feel like they feed the ball to Saquon on these like stupid designed runs when they shouldn't. Um, and, and they don't really help all of that uh, that much. So I'm going to I'm going to stay off here. Uh, Indy knows. and oh, just real quick, okay. they're not flying across the country. We got a comment. They're not flying in New York. They're staying uh, in Arizona before the game, if that if that matters at all. But nevertheless, <laughs> where they're staying, we don't know. Um, no, we'll try. Uh, Indy and Baltimore. Before we uh, guess this one, so uh, Rich Anthony Richardson looked great. He exited the game with concussion. Is there any news on on him? No news yet. Uh, yeah, in, in the protocol, I, it didn't look that bad. It was on his touchdown run. He kind of hit the back of his head. I'm not going to you know speculate on concussions, but I will say, too, I think Richardson's awesome. Gardner Minshew looked pretty good. It's good to have a good backup. Um, anyway, uh, no news yet. We'll figure that out. I had the Ravens minus seven here. I went uh, Ravens minus eight. I have the Ravens by seven and a half. I was going to make this actually under a touchdown, but I think the uncertainty about Richardson uh, led me uh, led me over to touchdown. Uh, and the printing press, um, which is a composite of all of the uh, the guesses from members of the Discord, uh, is at minus seven point one. Uh, let's see here. So, oh, interesting. Uh, it looks like Fanduel's at eight and a half. DraftKings is at eight. Circa's at eight. Pinnacle is at eight and a half. Actually, uh, juice a little bit. Let's call it. Uh, let's call it eight. That looks like where the even money is at. Um, so we will go eight. Um, Brad, you're the furthest off here. Arjun, you hit it on the number. Um, Brad, are you inclined? Now the quarterback uncertainty scares me. I honestly would have taken the Colts if we knew Richardson was playing and it was over a touchdown. I probably would have laid Indy. I, I think they're pretty good. I like their trench units a lot, and I think they're they're going to be like sneaky decent this year. Uh, but no, I'm 100 percent with you. Um, I was actually looking forward to to taking the Colts here, and then I remember Richardson went out. Um, so yeah, it's a bummer. We'll see what happens with Richardson. I so let's talk a little bit about Lamar because we didn't in, in the open. I was very unsure of the Ravens heading into the Bengals game. Lamar was, I thought, was outstanding in this game. I mean, just really all of the uncertainty that felt he had in week one seemed to go away in, in week two. Um, I think he's likely to finish as one of the higher uh, graded passers of the week. Um, are you guys, is that more about Cincinnati being terrible or do you think that Lamar has kind of figured it out? No, I think so. They're fifth in explosive pass rate, 10th in explosive rush rate, seventh in success rate. Um, I, I think that offense with Todd Munkin is legit. Zay Flowers is awesome. But yeah, Lamar looks very, very good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, they did. T- they did all of that without Ronnie Stanley and Linderbaum. So imagine if he has his two best offense linemen on the field. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I hit this on the nose, but this is like an easy teaser like for me. Uh, I'll just tease the Ravens down to minus two, crossing seven, cross, crossing three. I think that's pretty standard for me here. Yeah, uh, I do like that actually. Um, I'll join you. I'll join you on the teaser. I think there will be some other uh, teasable legs here. It, that's a good note. They didn't have Linderbaum or Stanley in this game, uh, but it looked like having Matt uh, Andrews back. I think helped a lot. And OG OBJ got a little banged up. I don't think that matters a ton with Save Flowers, but. Noteworthy there. 
Um, Tennessee and Cleveland. Obviously, Cleveland plays Monday night. Um, Tennessee traveling to Cleveland, Brad. Yep, I had Cleveland minus six. I went Cleveland minus four. Ooh, interesting. Um, I am in between the two of you. I thought this was a pretty classic four and a half. Um, the press is even uh, more bullish on the Titans than any of us uh, at 3.6. And let's see here. This is four and a half on DraftKings, four on FanDuel, four and a half on Circus. So we'll call it four and a half. Um, Brad, taking the brownies. Yeah, I am. I might feel dumb here. Um, I think we'll get a, a fully healthy Amari Cooper. I don't think it's a multi-week injury. Um, I love the trench matchup for the Cleveland Browns. You know, there is maybe some fear of are they going to run the ball a million times at the Titans front and it's going to be unsuccessful. Um, there is certainly mm-hmm. that fear to a degree, but no, I'll, I'll take them. I, th- I think it's too short. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I'll lay off this game, but I will mention, yeah, the Titans run defense is legit. Uh, last two games, Chargers twenty four percent rushing success rate. The week before, Saints nineteen percent rushing success rate. That might not matter because the Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but uh, Chargers came off uh, an amazing rushing performance and had just a terrible one. So I think the Titans rushing D is legit, which is why I'm not. I was more bullish on the Titans in this matchup. These two teams are like the Spider-Man meme pointing at one another. I just think the Titans are a little bit worse. Um, yeah. But uh, this is a, I think, I think it'll be a, you know, one of those games where ultimately the quarterback that makes, you know, a couple of boneheaded mistakes. And I think you'd lean Tannehill more likely to do that. But uh, Watson has played really poorly. Um, so I don't think that's a given um, here. I'm going to lay off. This one I'm very interested in where you guys made this because I really struggled with this one. Um, Denver going to Miami to play the Dolphins, Brad. Full touchdown. Miami minus seven. I couldn't get to seven. Uh, I went six and a half for the Dolphins. I couldn't get uh, even to six. I made this uh, five and a half, and I feel like I'm going to be I'm going to be short here. The press uh, was at six flat. Uh, and see where this is at. Hail Mary for the for the Broncos couldn't quite get there um, on the two point conversion. It looks like it is seven six and a half. I see a seven at uh, DraftKings. I don't really see any others up there. It's just six and a half. I guess we'll call it seven. Um, I'll start here. I am, man. So I think the Dolphins looked really, really good against the Chargers because the Chargers are a historically bad passing defense. Um, The Broncos were not super impressive today, uh, obviously giving up 30-plus to Sam Howell. But I don't think this is the worst matchup in the world. I think a full touchdown is too much for an offense that isn't totally dead in, in Denver. Mims played well. They got Judy back. I think Javante Williams looks 
pretty decent. Um, they have Patrick Sertan. So, you know, to what extent that can help mitigate some of the Tyreek Hill issue. And, and Jalen Waddle did get banged up. So who knows if he's able to go or not. Um, I hate this. It stinks, but I will take the Denver Broncos. Good for you. Sergeant I thought you were going to try to weasel your way out of it. I'm proud of you. No, no. <laughs> you saw that. I tried. I really, really tried hard because. Yeah, I respect uh, it. I respect it. But is it is, so? Is it Wong if to go from seven to one? Yes. Or does it have no, no, to no. be seven? You got to cross. You got to cross. Okay, so it has to be seven and a half. Okay. Maybe someone. Yeah, so maybe I, someone I, me, but I believe you to get that. You know, because uh, seven, obviously, you can push. Um, so to get all of the probability that you need, uh, I think you need to cross it. Okay. Yeah, so then I'll, I'll lay off this game. Um, but I, I will say, like, I, I am very nervous for the Broncos. Uh, they have this cornerback, Damari Mathis, who has been just an abomination to that defense. Not- Last week, he, he allowed, I think, 98 something something yards this week he allowed 120 <laughs> to the commanders um you know you, Sertan will shut down most likely whoever he's going up against but you can't put Damari math like I, they have to make a change and if they don't waddle or tyreek or whoever's lined up against him is going to cook i will say i think the broncos passing game was really based on explosives like Russell only completed 18 passes. A lot of them came mm-hmm. in garbage time, 308 yards. Obviously, one of them was the Hail Mary. He had two deep balls to Marvin Mims. Vic Fangio's defense is literally built on stopping explosive plays. Uh, the Patriots literally did not get anything going tonight deep. I think Max longest completion was probably like under 20 yards or something. So I don't see this being a good fit for our good game for the Broncos offense. And then on defense, Vance Joseph, very aggressive defense. Couldn't stop couldn't even stop the commanders. And if they go into that game uh, again with against Miami with that man, heavy scheme that VJ likes to run, I just, I don't really see them having a lot of success. So, but yeah, I think, I think seven's a lot of points. So I'm going to lay off on this one. Yeah. Vic Fangio revenge game against his uh, former team. Um, I just think Mike McGlinchey, your old pal, George had not, uh, on first review allowed nine pressures today, had a back-to-back pass block raids in the twenties. Uh, if we get a healthy Jalen Phillips, or if we just get, uh, a spunky Andrew Van Ginkle or whoever, uh, I think uh, he's gonna have he's gonna have that offensive line in a blender. I won't go full touchdown. The Waddle thing is is real, uh, but I, I'm I'm not surprised it's a, it's a full tutty. I hate this bet. I absolutely hate it. I hate the <laughs> I hate the Broncos. The Heat, the Heat in Miami, they're not going to respond well to the Heat. It's uh, starting out 0 and one. I just absolutely hate it. Um, I'm going to find a way to delete that bet by the time we subtly while we're going through here. Um, all right. New England and the jets, this one in the, the, uh, not metal in MetLife. Um, Arjun, your jets, Brad, what did you make the spread? I gave the jets a full field goal. Same. We're making that three. I gave them a full field goal as well. Um, let's see the, uh, Consensus from the group was one and a half points or thereabouts. And what is this? This looks to be two and a half um, in most spots. FanDuel, two and a half. Juiced a little bit towards the plus three. DraftKings is even money, uh, two and a half. So we'll call it two and a half. Um, Arjun, why don't you start? Sure. So... Um, obviously tough 
game for my Jets today. Um, it, like, the Jets have done well against the Patriots. They did well last year. A lot of why they lost was Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, that might be the case again this year. Um, over-unders, like, 38 and a half. And as much, like, look, as much as it pains me to do this, I will be teasing the Jets uh, to eight and a half. Uh, 38 wow. and a half. It's a low total. It just it's a standard Wong. This is like I, I know the the Miami one wasn't wasn't a standard Wong. This is the standard Wong. Low total. Take the dog. Home dog. Right? Isn't isn't the trend the hashtag trends? You take the home divisional dog, right? That's what that's that's what they say. But I think there's also a trend of Zach Wilson versus Bill Belichick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a separate. Uh, yeah, I wanted I want to tease it with you. I really do, but. Uh, I would take you now. Speaking of 2.5, I would probably take the over 2.5 Zach Wilson interceptions if I could find that uh, listed anywhere. I'd probably hit that. <laughs> I'm, I am, uh, I am taking the Patriots. Brad, I don't know about you. No, I respect it. Uh, no, I'm not there yet because I honestly think this is going to be like I almost would rather Wong it because I think this game is going to have 20 total points. Um, but I'm just mm. staying away entirely. I'll just watch the master class, uh, you know, unfold in real time. Yeah, it's a good point. The Jets defense, I thought it was actually a rather amazing performance that they put together because they, just, they were on the field the entire game against Dallas. Yep. <laughs> it was honestly incredible. And um, they didn't really break until the end. You know, the the Jets, it would have looked way, way worse if it weren't for that long Garrett Wilson um touchdown um and that was against a cowboys defense which is really good but i think bill belichick and what he what he brings it's just i mean there's just no shot um but i, lo I love the teaser uh, as well um so i'll probably end up doing both um all right buffalo and washington this one is in washington I went commies plus six and a half. Couldn't go a full touchdown. I went commies plus six. Oh, man, I'm short here again. I went five and a half. I'm going to regret hmm. this. Um, the uh, press was at 6.3. I, I hate I hate everything about this week already. Um, let's see. What is it? Uh, where is this game? Here it is. Draft uh, is a six, six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. I see a seven, although heavily juiced on Circa. Yeah, six and a half um, is where it is at. Uh, so, Brad, you hit this one right on the nose. Um, man. The, the Bills obviously looked way, way, way better today. It, they got helped out by some Jimmy Genus. Uh, if you will, the Raiders were down Jacoby Myers and they just weren't, they're just not on the, on the same level as the Bills. But um, I think Washington has much stronger defense. They have both their wide receivers, their good wide receivers are healthy. I think that will be a problem. Um, the Bills couldn't stop uh, Devontae Adams without illegally hitting him. Um, I thought Powell looked decent today. Like, so I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Uh, Arjun, what are you doing? 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna bet it. Um, but I am Howell pilled. I was Howell pilled after the preseason. This definitely confirmed that he was throwing some absolute seeds out there. Uh, that touchdown to McLaurin was just an absolute dart. Um, but I don't know. The Bills' offense looked, you know, back to form today, putting up 38 points, ran the ball extremely well. Um, and you know, the Bills they love to generate explosive plays. That was something the Commanders really struggled with today. So I, I don't love either side just because I, I think Howell played well. Bill's pass rush was dormant today. Five pressures against the Raiders. Like, am I am I missing something with this Raiders offensive line? Like, they allowed – I think five. we have to slowly acknowledge it might be good. I don't I, – like, it's, like, it's been, like, the last, like, month of last year and the first two weeks, they, like, have yeah. not allowed pressure. <laughs> it's – yeah, so it's crazy. But, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laying off this game. But, um, yeah, Bill's pass rush is worrying. Yeah, uh, I'm staying away as well. I mean, on first review again, we had Montez Sweat with 14 pressures, leads the NFL, and Chase Young with nine, second in the NFL. And obviously, they have the interior guys as well. So it does scare me a little. Uh, the Bills, though, after doing nothing against New York, are now first in the NFL in success rate because of the, they must have converted every single drive uh, or every single series against the Raiders. But, yeah, I'm staying away. Yeah, if it weren't for the – I think Howell is – is very, very close to being there. The problem with Sam Howell, I forget who said this in our Slack today, but that his internal clock is an hourglass. Um, he took six sacks today. Other than that, he was really, really, really good. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stay away here. I'm not going to let myself. Real quick. So that was uh, that was Steve. That was Steve who said Sam Howell's internal clock is a is an hourglass. And the first comment below was, "If Howell's is an hourglass, then Justin Fields is a sundial." And I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh man, I can't wait to leave. The Bears are playing the Chiefs. This is going to be great. Um, Caleb Williams, come your way. All right, Atlanta, Detroit. Uh, the two and zero Atlanta Falcons travel to Detroit to play the Detroit Lions, Brad. I uh, Detroit minus six. Whoa. I went Detroit minus four and a half. I went Detroit minus five, and I thought that was going to be a lot. Um, 3.7 was the consensus from the, uh, from the members of the press. Let's see where this one is at. Uh, I see four and a half. Um, yeah, it looks like four and a half across the board. So, interesting. Uh, Brad, you are the furthest away. Yep, that's an easy bet for me. Uh, Lions are fifth in success rate. The Falcons are 18th. Uh, the Falcons are not good. I'm just going to keep fading them until until it works. Uh, actually, <laughs> funnily enough, doesn't matter for our purposes. I happened to bet Green – when I finally got around to actually placing a Green Bay bet, I bet plus one and a half. So, pat, pat on my oh. back there. But anyway – uh, Atlanta stinks. Uh, they're bad. They're they're a bad football team. Uh, I I love Lions minus four and a half here. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I I'm gonna take the over in this game. Actually, love it. Um, seeing forty six and a half. Uh, you know, Lions defense was was pretty bad today. Uh, Falcons defense is also not that good. Uh, Jordan Love averaged a point four one EPA per play. Kind of didn't really show up at the end of the game, but. Um, you know, Lions can't stop the run. They allowed a 0.1 EPA per rush today to Kenneth Walker and a Seattle mm -hmm. offensive line down two starters, two ta starting tackles. Uh, Bijan was, you know, maybe the most electric player 
in any game today. Uh, I think Lions are going to have a tough time kind of stopping the run. But on the flip side, I don't think there's anything the Falcons can do to really slow down this Lions juggernaut of an offense um, with Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond as wide receivers two and three. So I, I like the over here. I think it's going to be a, a fun game back and forth and hoping we see a lot more Bijan because he was uh, very, very good today. I love the, I love the overcall. Um, the, the Atlanta Falcons winning that game with Desmond Ritter. I mean, D- Desmond Ritter has been like a bottom five graded quarterback, I think every single week and they haven't lost with Desmond Ritter as a starting quarterback. So um I'm staying away uh, from this one, but I, I, I do like the over um, 46 and a half. I love the Seattle Detroit uh, over. We should have made that one of our, one yeah. of our write-ups. Um, but our Seahawks, they came through for us. Thank God. Uh, Brad and I, of course, had them, had this, you know, we had to stay with them. We had to roll with them and they came through. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Let's see here. Um, we are on to Green Bay, New Orleans and Green Bay. So, <laughs> Green Bay seemingly had that Atlanta game in hand, managed to uh, manage to lose the game. Um, Brad? Yep, I went Green Bay minus two and a half. I think I'm going to be off market on this one, but I went pick them. Ooh, okay. I went Green Bay by two. Uh, obviously, New Orleans hasn't played yet. Um, looks like the printed press fairly close to where you were at, uh, Arjun. They were at Minus a half. Um, Arjun, you taking the uh, Saints here? Oh, wait. I have to say what the uh, actual number is. Two, two and a half. Um, let's see. It is two at DraftKings. It's even money. So we'll go with two. Um, Arjun, you taking the Saints? I, I don't want to. I don't want to take them now. I can there be a conditional bet that I will it's a yes if the Saints cover tomorrow and it's a no if they don't <laughs> or do you think the line yeah, will move if they cover it's on you whether you're going to bet them or not um so yeah I I, I will like that. if if they cover tomorrow I will be betting I'll basically just roll my winnings over onto probably like Saints money line or plus two if it stays at plus two so it's a conditional I'll put yes, but I think we can we agree it goes away if, if things don't cover tomorrow because that it's gone there. Yeah, do a Y asterisk. I think is the way to do okay, it. Okay, okay, appreciate that. Um, I, yeah. I, um, total here is interesting at forty three. Kind of has me intrigued on a Saints teaser up to eight uh, as a potential leg. So I'm just going to back pocket that as a leg if I like something else. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, you know, the, the New Orleans passing attack was good in week one. I think they'll be good next week. Um, so, yeah, a, a, a teaser does kind of feel uh, right to me. So teasing it with um, Baltimore, for example, um, I, I do think makes sense. Um, I'll put it I'll put a teaser like down and see if we can find some other ones uh, as we go through. Um, all right. About halfway through the slate, we have Houston and Jacksonville um, coming up. Before we do, though, DraftKings back again with $200 in instant bonus bets when you bet $5 with promo code PFF as a new customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's that easy. Um, we were talking about a bunch of games that you can bet, and you can do them on DraftKings right now. They have these lines up. Um, so you can go make that happen if you are new uh, to the DraftKings Sportsbook. You get $200 in 
bets, bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 on any NFL team. You don't even have to wait for the bet to cash. Football is just simply more fun when you're in on the actions. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code PFF. Here we go. The best part of every podcast, the disclaimer. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Rumor has it that is what Brian Dable texted at halftime in Arizona. HOPE-NY-467-369. And you saw what happened uh, to the New York Giants. So recommended. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Uh, seven, also the number of people that live in Connecticut, ccpg.org, also there for you. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake, Charles, Louisiana. That's a new one in honor of our Saints. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus best expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions why houston travels to jacksonville brad uh jags minus nine and a half jags minus eight and a half i went jags by nine and a half as well i was tempted was tempted to go a little shorter uh but then i remember houston lost by double digits to colts uh and the press is at ooh, minus seven Uh, all right where's the market at let's see here uh there it is ten nine DraftKings is at nine fanduels at nine and a half circa nine and a half uh pinnacle at ten all right we'll call it nine and a half Uh, Brad, you and I are both on nine and a half. I'll just say this. I am not betting this one. Um, Arjun, are you taking the Texans? Nope. I will not be. I'm, I'm laying off as well. Um, the Jaguars offensive line, and we knew it was going to be a problem, but it's a problem. Uh, that's why they couldn't score at all today. So it's just too many points given that. Yeah, it's uh, it was tough for them. I, I don't know. There were a lot of issues with the uh, – Today. Yeah, Lawrence was 0, 0 for 7 uh, in goal to go throwing, which I saw. I wish I remembered who tweeted it, but it's like the most incompletions uh, without without a completion in goal to go situations since like 2005 or something like that. So Yeah, that makes sense. Not great. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, they there were some plays to Calvin Ridley that he almost made, which, you know, if he makes those, it's probably a little bit of a closer game. It almost felt like their offense now with Calvin Ridley is less um, unpredictable. Like, I feel like he's zoning in on Calvin Ridley. He wants to go to Calvin Ridley, and he should because he's amazing. But I don't know. It, it definitely feels like it's lacking some creativity. And it wasn't was a great week one. I think it really showed up here in week two when they actually played a, a good opponent. Um, Chargers and Vikings. What's uh, – I don't even know what the, the line is here, but whatever the total is, over. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was something in this uh, Brad, would you make this? So I had this. I'm looking at the total. More importantly, I had Minnesota plus one at home. 
I had this as a pick'em. Wow. Um, man, I feel like an idiot. Well, I made Minnesota a three-point favorite. Uh, oh, wow. Let's see here. The uh, the press had it as yeah negative point three. Um, where is this at? So this is at uh, one pick. Circa as a pick. FanDuel has the Vikings plus one and a half. DraftKings mm-hmm. plus one. Call it plus one. Um, I am uh, going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, here's the deal. The Vikings have had awful, awful turnover luck. Horrible turnover luck. They probably should have lost that game to the Eagles by at most a point or two. Um, Timo's noise canceled score. That's where he had it. Um, and I mean, the Chargers can't cover anybody. So I, I just think this is going to be a, a, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to light it up. It's in Minnesota. Um, obviously. Uh, but I, I just think this is a really good matchup um, for the Vikings. And um, yeah. I'll, I'll take the Vikings at home. Uh, the over, <laughs> by the way, is 50, the over under is 51 and a half. I, I still like the over. I think we get Darisaw back. He tried to play against Philadelphia on Thursday. I would bet if that was a Sunday game, we saw Darisaw play. Um, I, neither defense. I, we're going to get Flores blitzing at the highest rate. He's right now, he's like 15% above the next team. And, and Herbert's pretty good against the blitz. Plus, you know, the healthy OL with them right now. I'm, I'm taking the over 51 and a half. I will be joining you, George, on taking the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson might go for like 250 yards in this game. <laughs> the Chargers' pass defense right now is an absolute atrocity. Um, they're letting guys like Chris Moore and Nick Westbrook-Akine beat them deep. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to end up with the highest, probably the highest PFF passing grade of any team this week i think you get the vikings getting 10 days rest you get derisaw back to go up and block joey bosa and cleo maku hasn't really done anything um to brad's point i think herbert in general versus the blitz is good i think you look at how he's performed against belichick style defenses it's i think probably only a three-game sample one against flores in 2020 one against belichick in 2020 one against belichick in 2021 and he has not been good um he's really kind of struggled against those type of you know, roaming around type defenses. Uh, so yeah, I think I think Minnesota at home wins this. Jefferson goes off, and I I'm not too sure about how Herbert's going to play. And this could be a bounce back spot for the run game, given that the Eagles just gashed Minnesota on the ground. But I I just right now can't have any faith in the in the Chargers to pull this one off, and uh, especially given how bad their defense is, I think Minnesota has a, has a day through the air. Definitely a good, you know, a good insight with his performance against those defenses. But did those defenses have a single talented player on them, or more than more than one? Maybe did they? <laughs> that, have, is, that, is, that is true. Not. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But no, I I I, I, I like the thinking there. Uh, all right, here we go. We are on to Seattle, Carolina, and Seattle. This one in Seattle, the Panthers obviously do not play until Monday night. Brad, would you make this? I had Seattle minus six. I went Seattle minus four and a half. I have Seattle by four and a half as well, although I'm jealous of you, Brad, making it 
a little higher because I feel like tomorrow we might think Carolina is like the worst, if not close to the worst team in the NFL. It is, uh, let's see, four and a half on DraftKings. Wow. Four and a half on FanDuel. Four and a half on Circa. We'll call it four and a half. I'm actually surprised by that. Um, Brad, are you taking our Seahawks? I sure am. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, it's only one week, but they're, they're the only team in the NFL without a explosive pass play. Uh, I think DJ Chark probably returns, if not for Monday, uh, for this game. But, you know, Brian Burns is good. I don't think there's much of a pass rush outside of him. Derek Brown's a good player. Um, but I think Seattle is going to find a way to put up some points, and I just don't see how Carolina stays stays with them. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay off this game, personally. Yeah, I, I am too. Although, um, Brad, I think that's a bet you're gonna be happy with. Um, come next week. All right, Dallas. Now we're getting goes fun here. to. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be fun. Finally, got some big spreads. I'm very interested where you guys went. Okay, uh, Brad, you're up first. I had Arizona plus thirteen. I went. Arizona plus 12. I went 13 and a half. Um, I don't think that uh, the Cowboys are going to show up quite like the Giants did, uh, was my thought. Uh, let's see. It is 13 at Pinnacle, 12 at Circa, 12 and a half at FanDuel and DraftKings. Let's call it 12 and a half. Um, and Dobbs played well today <laughs> as crazy as that sounds um, he did play well today oh yes thank you um, okay. I I think I gotta take the Cowboys I gotta take the Cowboys though Josh Dobbs against Micah Parsons um, now Micah Parsons got a little dinged up uh, he, he came back in the game though yeah He's fine. He yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, well, that's a big number on the road. It's a big number on the road. I- I'm going to lay off. I'm going to lay off. Yeah. The, the Giants pass rush, this pass rush is just two different things entirely. I'm also laying off, but because uh, it is a crazy amount of points on the road, and I'm about to lay a bigger number, I think, on the next one. <laughs> Arjun, are you tempted to take Arizona? Uh, I am not. Thanks for asking that. <laughs> I'd ask. I, I, maybe there's a chance. All right, Chicago and Kansas City. So, um, who's worse, Chicago or Arizona? It's a good. It's a genuinely a decent question. Um, I mean, I think Gannon. I know the second half obviously fell apart, but I think we're seeing some good some good things from Gannon early on. Uh, and I just don't know if we can say the same. I mean, I put out a tweet earlier, but the Bears against third, and I'll, this is a perfect segue. The Bears against third down passes this year, uh, they've allowed 20 of 23 completions uh, for, like, I don't have it in front of me, but for 12.6 yards per attempt and three touchdowns. Uh, like it's, it, it, Patrick Mahomes is going to have zero pressure, and his offensive line hasn't even played that well, and that'll segue in. I have the Chiefs minus 16 and a half in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm gonna be short. Um, I went Chiefs minus thirteen. Uh, I had thirteen and a half. Um, 
I'm very curious. I wanted to look this up uh, because I can't. Has Justin Fields thrown like a good intermediate throw? They have zero like, completions he... between 10 and 19 yards, George. Zero. <laughs> zero. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I have the Kansas City Chiefs by 13 and a half in this game. Um, let's see. It is, uh, it is 12 and a half on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, so let's see here. So I'll just I'll just dive in. Uh, the the one concern I do have here, even though I am betting the Chiefs, I already put the Y next to it. Uh, I am betting the Chiefs here. The one concern I do have is last year when the Bears decided to actually cater their offense to the strengths of their quarterback, which they've decided to I guess not do that this year. Um, it, it was against the Patriots, who at that time were still playing a lot of man coverage. Uh, and so they were using Fields' legs a ton, and they obviously went in New England, won that game pretty convincingly. Obviously, Spagnolo does a lot of the same, is probably going to line up in a lot of man. Maybe we get, you know, s- some solid performances. I also think, you know, maybe if it's late, uh, they'll let Ryan Poles cover just as a, as a, like a, g- a gesture to their former friend, uh, the Bears mm. general manager. But anyway, I mean, if Kansas City wins 50 to nothing, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It, the Bears are probably the worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I mean, I, I I haven't been impressed with the bears either. Um, obviously their defense on late downs has been horrific. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there is a chance like fields, you know, I, I don't know. Fields is always good, like good for covering these type of large spreads. I think it just with his legs, like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of spitballing here, but I'm, I, I think I'm just going to lay off this one. Yeah, I, I do. I do kind of like the chiefs. Um, or sorry, the, the, the Bears to, to score some points here at some point and a game where they're getting blown out. And then what's the total in this game? Does anyone have the number? Yeah, we that? have a comment from Andrew Cooper. Sneaky like the over. I agree. It's 49. I, I do like it as well because um, I do think if it's backdoor or not, the Bears will score a couple times. I, I think they will. Yeah. The, the, the Jags couldn't. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That is uh, that is for sure. Um, sorry, you said the number is forty nine and a half. No, just forty nine flat on DraftKings. I do I do like the over there because I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance the uh, the Chiefs do that by themselves. Um, Agreed. This game. Uh, yeah, strong okay. agree. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I mean, the Bears have to be sitting there with the way that Fields has played. And I'm not sure there's a quarterback that's played worse uh, this side of uh, Zach Wilson to start the uh, start the season. And I mean, their competition for the number one overall pick right now is what they've got Arizona. um, Who's actually Owen to, is there anyone else? I mean, I feel like Carolina maybe, but you know, they just picked first last year. You figure Bryce Young kind of maybe gets it together at some point. Um, you know, Tampa Bay was supposed to be bad. They're two and zero. Atlanta's two and zero. Um, the Rams so, are not a top top pick team. They're clearly better than yeah, that. Exactly. It's, it's not. A, it's a small list for sure. Like it's not a big list. And at some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, shoot! Like we haven't completed a pass in the intermediate part of the field. Like what are we doing here? Um, and Fields is not their guy. So 
Brad, I don't know what the ways that they, they orchestrate that are, that they trade them. I'm not sure. Yeah. Someone said the Vikings. Um, yeah. I mean, the Vikings you'd figure are going to win a game here or there. The, the Bears and the Cardinals don't seem like they are capable of winning uh, that many games. It's, so It's crazy. I mean, Sean Payton's probably too good, but Denver's probably the next team if I had to yeah, pick a name. <laughs> They're bad. Yeah, Denver is really bad. There's a lot of mid in the NFL right now. Yeah. Houston Houston's probably on the short list, too. Yeah, but Houston, pick, though. Oh, they have, but Houston so Arizona. Pick, right? it's Arizona. Yeah, so Arizona's sitting pretty. Yeah, it's it really is Arizona and Chicago. Um, okay, Sunday Night Football is in Vegas. It is Pittsburgh and Las Vegas. Uh, Pittsburgh obviously plays Monday night against the Browns. Brad? I had to pick them. I also had to pick them. I went Vegas by a point and a half. Uh, let's see. The hmm. press is at 0.2. And the market. Where are they at? Uh, let's see. One and a half. Oh, wow. DraftKings has this. Uh, FanDuel is at one and a half, but on the other side. Steelers by one and a half. Uh, and so is Circus. That's what will make it. Um. Yeah, I think I'm te- I'm teasing this one. Yeah, I'm teasing um, out to out to seven and a half. Um, so here's the thing: the the Raiders Raiders weren't good today, but the, the firepower of the Bills is just you know was just too great. I don't know that the Steelers really have that firepower. Um, I think Max Crosby has success in this game and the Raiders O-line has been solid. Um, do we think we get uh, Jacoby Myers back in this game? I was going to ask you, what was Devontae Adams injury? I actually missed Concussion. I saw he went out, but I didn't see what Concussion. happened. Concussion. That's a little scary. I, Jacoby also concussion, obviously a pretty bad one. Um, I don't know. That that's the only reason that I that I have pause here because I do agree with you, George. Otherwise, but I mean the Raiders are third in explosive pass rate through two weeks. Um, but if they're missing both of their receivers, Hunter Renfro doesn't play. Like Hunter Renfro is not on the roster as far as Josh McDaniels is concerned. So uh, that's a little scary. I thought that Adams looked <laughs> not a doctor, uh, <laughs> but didn't look as bad as it could have been. And I watched the hit a few different times. It, it didn't look as bad as I thought. Um, initially, initially I was like, oh my God, like that's terrible. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any news uh, on him here. Um, yeah, that does give me a lot of pause. I mean, if, they, if they're without both of those guys, that is, that is really rough. Um, sheesh. Um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as a teaser though. Um, up seven and a half. Uh, I, I might wait though. I think what I will do is I will I will wait to bet this as a teaser leg until um, until I have some more news on, on those receivers. Um, all right, Philly, uh, I guess, sorry, I was hogging all the airspace there. Do you guys have any interest in betting uh, either side of this game? I, I would bet Raiders late in the week if I get positive news on the re- receivers. Um, but right now I don't feel comfortable betting. All right. We are on to Monday night, another double 
but not double header, but another double dip, if you will. Philly, Tampa, in Tampa, Brad. I had Buccaneers plus a touchdown. I went Bucks plus six. Ooh. Uh, I went uh, – so I was with you there, Arjun. I'll just say really quickly, I made this a full touchdown, and the reason I did was because um, – Tampa actually has to play a real D line this week. <laughs> and I think Baker, we've seen Baker play against defenses that um, drop the first letter of that word. And Philly at least has a front that is going to, to cause some problems. And so I think this could be where we start to see um, the Baker that I think many expected. So that's why I gave it a full seven. Um, the press was at five and a half. Interesting. A lot of love for Baker there. And the market looks like is at six and a half. Um, Brad, you were with me at seven. Are you thinking about this? Because I am. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles here. Uh, like you said, the defensive line, the, 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 the Buccaneers haven't played a defense, period, yet uh, so far this season. Uh, and they're obviously that's about to change. I think we'll get Bradbury back coming off the concussion. I think the Buccaneers defense too had a couple injuries today throughout the course of the game. I mean, the Bears also like very well could have covered the field goal in this game if Fields didn't throw two interceptions uh, at the end of the game. So I'll stop piling on the Bears. Uh, but yeah, I'm betting the Eagles. Uh, I would like, I, I would love to bet the Bucks, but I, I just Todd Bowles just um, I can't. It's like I. I get so nervous every time I watch the Bucks because in-game decisions and just like I don't know, there there's just things that I think the way he uh, coaches the games it always comes down to the wire, um, and I feel like he has been kind of fourth down sharp this year, but at times he'll also not you know kind of do that, and I think just because of that difference in game management between Sirianni and Bowles, uh, I don't want to bet the Bucks, but I do think there's a lot of angles that favor the Bucks in this game especially given that Philly's defense hasn't really looked that good. Um, and I think Mike Evans is pretty good today. Yeah, Mike Evans is great today. Um, I- I'm joining you on this, Brad. I-, I just think this is a very simple Baker Mayfield that gets put in hell by this defensive line, and I don't think any of the other matchups matter. Like, to your point, like, yes, I think Mike Evans has a great matchup in this game. He needs to be able to run downfield for that to come to fruition, and – I don't know. This this to me is where the like the Bucks being two and zero is an absolute joke. <laughs> not a two and zero team. Here's my thinking too, because like, we're early enough in the season. So first of all, yeah, Mike Evans was great. Not taking away from that, the Bears also were without both starting safeties, and they were playing their third slot corner. Uh, but and they don't generate pressure as a principle of their defense. But um, <laughs> good principle. You got to get me off the Bears trade. You got. I got to pivot. I got to pivot. Uh, if this was preseason before, like the, the Eagles and Bucks had played, like what would you put that at? And in my mind, I was like, I'm probably laying like nine and a half for Philly. So I was just like, okay, I get a full field goal through seven on that. I'll just take it. Was kind of my thought process. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I agree with you 100. And I, I think, look, the Week One game that Tampa Bay won was pretty fluky. Um, obviously benefiting from Minnesota's turnovers. Um, and then you get the Justin Fields experience. I mean, they, you know, they squeaked by Justin Fields. Um, let's not give them too much credit. So, yeah, I feel good about that one. Okay. This, I, I'm, 
I think this is the most interesting one of the entire week, so I'm glad it is the last one. This is the Rams and Bengals, a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, this one being played in Cincinnati. Brad, would you make this? I had Bengals minus five and a half. Bengals minus six. Oh, my God. I thought we'd be different, but, like, I didn't know this different. Did we watch the teams play this week? <laughs> I have the Bengals by three. And I, I even considered <laughs> making it two and a half. <laughs> I was like, should this be a full field goal? Um, oh, my God. It's six? Six and a half? On DraftKings, six and a half, yeah. Also, last wow. thing, the Buccaneers are 25th in success rate, and they're 2-0. So, anyway. Incredible. Good job by them. Uh, <laughs> wow. Minus six and a half. On principle, I absolutely have to bet this. Um, but I feel good about betting it. Um, and I thought the Rams – look, the Rams were moving the ball well against the 49ers today. I know it was at home, but it's technically on the road. That entire stadium is full of 49ers um, fans. Um, Stafford looks really, really, really solid. It wasn't until the end of the game when the defensive line really started to, to get at him and the crowd really came into it that he sort of fell apart a little bit. Um, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, like they have an extra day of rest. Um, they're going to need it because they're going to get a ton of work um and like is joe burrow fully healthy six and a half Are that's the thing serious? is like the your the odds you get value i guess not through a key number but like the odds is closes at four four and a half is pretty high you know because he's not you know it's the same calf as the as the preseason yeah it's it's a it's a big number that is insane to me <laughs> i wow okay um all right am i crazy guys i don't know well, I think that the key made there too. Yeah, I get it at home, but the Rams don't play home games. Like the, the Bengals defense is good, but the Niners defense is maybe the best in the NFL and Stafford still looked very good. So like, it's not like the Rams have like two fluky games or like they're, they're decent. And clearly the market is not adjusting to either of these teams starts in any way, shape no. or form. Like this is unlike the last point I just made about Bucks Eagles. This is probably the spread I would have guessed before the season, maybe full seven. Like it's pretty much the same number, ignoring everything we've seen through two weeks. I think the one thing that would give pause is the Rams corners. Uh Jacoby Durant and um who's their other corner? Um they've Akella Witherspoon plays. Um Darian Kendrick. A bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, so it's Kendrick Witherspoon and Kobe yeah, Durant. Like, that is a all-time down-bad <laughs> cornerback room. <laughs> um, and, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, they haven't got it going. But I just – like, we've I've seen the story before uh, where Jamar Chase and T. Higgins just absolutely destroy opposing cornerbacks. I don't think the Rams have the pass rush that the Ravens do. I don't think – Raheem Morris is up there with Mac, uh, Mike McDonald as a play caller in terms of simulated pressures, blitzes, things of that nature. Um, but with that being said, I think Stafford, before the dropped interception, was the be- has been was the best quarterback in the NFL in that 1.5 weeks. Um, and yeah, I think I think this is not adjusting for the Burrow injury yet, and I, I do think it'll come down. So I will be joining 
on Rams plus six and a half. I mean, the the Ravens were without corners today. Didn't seem to matter. Um, the interior of the Bengals' offensive line is not particularly great. Aaron Donald still plays football. And Sean McVay, like, uh, Cooper Cup's a good receiver, no doubt about it. But Puka Nakua, like, you could put me in there. And, like, I would catch a few balls in that, in that, uh, in that part of the offense. It's incredible. Sean McVay is, uh, is just absolutely killing it. I mean, Mike, McDo- uh, Mike McDaniel is doing some incredible things in Miami. Some of the stuff he's doing with motion today was just on a different level. Um, I guess that's what you get when you wake up at three in the morning, but two in the morning. But um, what, what Sean McVay is doing with that group is, is absolutely incredible. And uh, it's like the exact opposite in Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Brad, have, have we convinced you? No, I'm not joining you. I'll let you guys take that one. I respect it. Um, like there is the fear that it's just like the Bengals figure it out. But I, I, yeah, I, you guys will like that you place that one. You know, that's a good bet. All righty, we made it through. Um, we will confer, write up our favorite bets. We went two and one so far. We have one more with the Monday night under, which we got at forty-two and a half, and I believe it's going to close at like thirty-eight and a half. Um, so hopefully we don't get totally burned there. Um, and you can find that on pff.com and the PFF app in the morning when you wake up. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you all. Have a wonderful night and a great start to the week. We of course will be back on Wednesday evening, um, with Judah Fort gang. We'll see you then. Love y'all. Peace.